Hello. Well, we have made it through another Friday, another week chopped up. Yes, we're going to make it to the weekend. I'm so excited. I am Steph Lee. This is the Friday 15. Thank you for joining me where every Friday at 12 noon, we go ahead and answer your industry questions. So before we get into questions today, there's a couple exciting things I want to talk about. One, I got my hair cut. So I cut off 15 inches. Look at if you're on the podcast, it's just it's just above, just below my shoulder, but um, 15 inches. My head feels like all tingly and weird still. It's crazy. Um, so that, that was the most exciting news. But we do have some other things I wanted to talk about. The first is, of course, our survey that we have going on. You can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash survey. Um, we need to hear from every possible advisor that's out there. And the reason is, it is incredibly important for lobbying to get legislation that helps travel advisors and gives the information we need to give data um, to the different legislators or people we're trying to help our cause. So super important for that. It's super important for the suppliers that are out there, the consortia, the host agencies to help everybody understand the travel agency distribution channel. So if we're only hearing from people that sell cruises or we're only hearing from luxury people, that's gonna skew our data. That's why it's important for every one of you, no matter what niche you're in, if it's corporate, if you're, you know, have 20 years experience, if you have two years experience, if you're storefront, if you're home-based, if you're employee, we wanna hear from everybody um, to try to get the best data out there that we can. So again, you're gonna be hearing about this every week. It goes through July 31st, um, but we're definitely pushing it um, so we can get as many advisors' voices in there that we can. So hostagencyreviews.com slash survey. We'll put a link in the descriptions and the comments as well. And the last thing is we threw this together super last minute, um, but ASTA elections are going on for the national at-large board director, some kind of combination of that words, to be honest. Um, I'm not as formal as everyone at ASTA, but... Um, it is a really important organization, and these are really important positions, even though I can't get the order of the words correct. Now, what we want to do at HAR is make sure that people understand and can tell these are the candidates that are going to be representing you on ASTA's board. And so it's really important for you to understand, like, number one, to vote, to have your voice heard, but number two, to understand where they're coming from, where they see the where they see things are going because they're going to be leading the direction, the ship that ASTA is going on. So what we wanted to do was put together kind of a candidate forum. And what we'll be doing is I'll be interviewing each of the candidates. There's 14 of them on July 6th at 1.30 central time. And we'll ask each of them two questions, um, kind of getting helping you get a feel for what their priorities will be and um, a little bit about them. And then you can go to, um, let's see, go to har, H-A-R dot news with an S slash vote. And that'll take you to the registration page. Um, we'll be streaming it live via our Facebook page as well as our YouTube page. But if you're someone like me that forgets everything and needs to sign up and register so you get an email and a calendar event and all that stuff, you can go to the har.news slash vote and go ahead and register there. So you can get a handy link and a calendar invite. So without further ado, now that I've just been chatting, chatting away, let's get into our questions, shall we? So our first one comes from Militia, and they are saying, hello, I was curious to know if I need to wait to sign up for a business bank account and business credit card 
since I registered my business yesterday. So technically it's not set up yet. And if your business is new, what do we do for business revenue? Would I need to do an expected amount? So let's address the first thing that you're asking about here, Milisha, and that is the business bank account. Um, you, you might need to wait because with business bank accounts, they're going to require some business forms that you may or may not have already. So I, I know that when I registered in Minnesota, I think it came as an e-document, which really surprised me because that was 10 years ago. Um, it came as an e-document. So I got it as soon as I like signed on. But I don't know if every state is like that. So let me, um, I'm just going to go to our website and I'm just going in the search bar at the top and I'm typing in business financials. We'll link to this um, article as well. But in here, setting up your travel agency financials, if you scroll down, there's a section about the business documents needed by your banks. So it kind of, it varies a little bit if you're a sole proprietor or you're a partnership or you're an LLC, but essentially they're gonna need like your social security number or if you're setting up with an FEIN number, which I would recommend for your company, um, they're gonna need that number. They're gonna need your business license. They're gonna need any business name filing documents. Um, if you're incorporated, they're gonna need your um, articles of incorporation. So you're gonna have to have that documentation before you open your business bank account. The other part of your question though, is asking about um, the credit cards. And with the credit cards, um, they are not expecting you to have any revenue. They know a lot of new businesses sign on. And what they actually do when you register or you apply for a credit card is they ask for your personal information. Like they're asking for your social security number, um, and they pull a credit report on you specifically. And so they're actually using that data, um, kind of the your credit score and how much you make and things that are with your profile um, to approve you, even though it's through your business. So you can put zero as the revenue and that's not going to hurt your application at all. Um, and, and if you haven't already, well, let's switch back to my um, article on the business financials, because at the, the bottom of this article is also, um, we, have an, we have some links to, oh, I'm just gonna keep scrolling down here. We have some links to some um, credit card options. Now, where did those go? Here we go. Um, so we, we give like the, the best business credit cards that are out there in terms of perks and awards and the best travel business cards or travel credit cards that are out there. Um, so take a look at those two. Uh, what I will say, having just updated the article, is that the deals with the credit cards are not what they were like a year ago. Um, the annual fees have jumped up quite a bit if it's a card that has an annual fee. The rewards have jumped up a little bit, but say like with the Chase Business Preferred, before you could have 75,000 points, but you would only need to spend $5,000 in three months period. But now it's up to 100,000 points, but you need to spend $15,000. So not as great of a deal by any means. Um, that's not to say don't sign up for a credit card because you definitely need those for your business, but just something to be aware of. Um, our next question comes from Michelle and Michelle says, I have a more pointed question on ENO and ENO stands for errors and admissions insurance. If you're not familiar with it, um, 
I have a more pointed question on E&O, which may better be answered by an insurance company. If a trip is canceled by a missed final payment, you get the trip rebooked, but the difference is the same as the cost of the original booking. Would the difference be covered? Uh, I'm trying to decide if the cost of insurance is worth having. Thanks for your article. Very helpful. So Michelle, first thing is exactly what you said in the very beginning. It might be better answered by an insurance company. So my piece of advice is whenever you have a question about travel insurance or E&O insurance, any type of insurance, always go direct to that company because they're the ones that are going to know all the fine print of their policies. And the other thing is not just like talk to them and ask them if this is included in the policy or not, um, but get it in writing if it's something that's important to you. That's incredibly important as well. So the, the other thing is, so you're asking about errors and emissions insurance, and it sounds like when your errors and emissions insurance is not going to cover if you missed a final payment and the trip was canceled. Errors and emissions insurance, even though it has the word error in it, so you would think that it covers errors, um, it really is just insurance against if a client ends up suing you. So if they end up suing you because you missed this final payment, E&O insurance would cover it. Um, but I think what you're more talking about, and I'll um, link to our article on when travel do travel agents need E&O insurance, because that's really helpful to understand the situations where E&O insurance comes into play. But what you're asking about sounds more like travel insurance, like when you book a trip and they insure your trip if you know you have to cancel it or something like that. And my piece of advice would still be the same there because it with travel insurance, there's a lot of different types of it. First of all, there's you can go through a third party, you can have the suppliers have their own insurance policies, there's online policies. Everybody, each one of those has their their own sets of rules on what isn't isn't covered, and then they have their different tiers within that company. So it gets really really complex. So I can't ever give advice on this is always covered by travel insurance because it may not be because there's so many different options out there. Um, and I, I wish I could give you a better answer there, Michelle. But if you if you have questions, I would go and ask the company that you're looking at buying the insurance from and seeing if that would be covered. It, um, I don't think it would be um, I don't think it would be covered if it if you missed the final payment, but I would get it checked out. So um, our last question is from Kareen. And if you have been listening in, thanks for listening to Friday 15. Go ahead and subscribe to either our podcast or our YouTube channel so that you never miss another Friday 15 episode. So Kareen says, um, hi, Steph. Any tips or suggested resources for reaching out to clients or clients' groups directly? I'm active on social media and part of several networking groups but I want to start reaching out to local clubs or sports teams to offer my services. I'm not the strongest salesperson, so any advice on how to best approach them would be appreciated. Thank you. Mm, well, I'll start by saying that I am not the best salesperson either, Kareen, so don't look at that as like a, a downside. Like I am not good at sales and trying to get people to buy things from me. Uh, it makes me feel like super uncomfortable. But 
I think I am a good salesperson in a different way and that I'm very genuine in my interactions and really want to help people. And I build relationships not based on wanting something from the other person. And that as a result turns into sales just because like I have great relationships with a lot of people. So going back to that is I, I think the best way for you to reach out to these groups is to start getting involved with them instead of just reaching out to a sports team, like if I if I reached out to a sports team, they would laugh because they would ask me anything about sports and I would be completely clueless. So I would say approach sports teams or local clubs that you're somewhat familiar with or have an interest in, and you're gonna have a light, higher uh, likelihood of success than if you're going after every single club that's out there. Um, the other thing is once you're involved with the club, you know, attend the events, start chatting with the different people. It'll naturally come up with what you do. Um, or if they're talking about like I was on a ski club, a ladies ski club, and it's really popular for a lot of skiers to want to go to the largest ski cross country ski event um, in the world, which is over in Europe. And talking about those things and making plans and you giving feedback on that and from a travel advisor's opinion can help bring in some leads. But I wanna also give you some inspiration too on what some other advisors are doing because the truth is it's really hard to give you like great actionable advice in like five minutes on how to get groups. So there's a couple of our travel agent chatter episodes um, I want to show you. So let's show my screen again. All right, so all I'm doing is up on the top, I'm going under resources and going to the podcast, or you can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash TAC. And in here, so I would say the first person to listen to is Deb Fogarty. She was like number two. Um, she did, yeah, so Deb, she's super spunky. She's a very outgoing salesperson. But what Deb did is it tells a story of how she got this wine cruise of like a 45-person wine cruise because she tried this Pinot Grigio at the um, store and never really likes Pinot Grigio. And the she ended up loving it, so she became so in love with it. This is very Deb-like, by the way. She, she ended up like researching the winery and went on their page and was like, I need to contact the senior vice president. They seem like the best fit to tell this to. So she wrote this long email talking about how much she loved their Pinot Grigio and then said, I would love to be able to put together a cruise for your wine club. And the guy wrote back to her the next day. She didn't expect him to write back. He flew out to Florida. He is, I think, in California. He flew out to Florida the next week to get everything tied up. And yeah, they booked the 45-person wine cruise. So that's some inspiration for you. Um, another great one um, is Lou Majora, and she is episode seven. She does she travels with the same group. Um, it's you know people kind of go in and out, but this core group of people. And some ideas that she might have is how to make that trip special and bring that group together. Fun fun ways to make the group bond. And the last one I would say is episode 10, Valerie Gossett. So she is a groups booking machine. She has like the system all down. Um, she has a great inspirational story of how she booked a 196 person cruise and booked it out in 28 days and kind of her theory behind how she finds when she makes these group bookings and sets them aside 
how she strategically does that so that they're super, super appealing to people and can sell out so quickly. So we'll put a link to all of those um, travel agent chatter episodes. And the last thing I want to give you as a resource, oops, actually, I should keep my screen on, is um, Mary wrote a great three series column on, let's see, five steps to finding groups. So if you type like five steps to finding groups or just groups in the search bar, um, Mary has three articles. So five steps to finding groups, 10 insider um, group booking trip tips from a travel advisors. And then on the other end, here's what suppliers want you to know about booking groups. So it's this really comprehensive article series. Um, and we'll put a link to all three of those in there. And I really hope that helps you out, um, Kareen, as you're getting started and helps you land some groups. So that is all. It is, um, it is the weekend time. It is time for me to sign off. But thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, take the survey at hostagencyreviews.com slash survey. And then also that July 6th at 1.30 p.m. Central Time, we'll be going ahead and live streaming the interviews with all the ASTA candidates for the at-large, um, director at-large board positions. So we will hopefully see you at one of them. And if not, we'll see you next Friday. Thank you, everybody.